Hey everybody, welcome to Pod Gods, episode 180? Yes, 180, 17 November 2015. Hmm? I have been very busy with work uh, because of things blowing up in countries that are not my own. And have been traveling, so I've been back east. I'm tired. I don't Say know what day Say hello to the new is. NSA listeners. Yes. Hello. Hi, fellas. Got a hard job. We got it. Yes. I enjoy your portrayal on The Good Wife. You should be allowed to jack off to an occasional picture of an ex-girlfriend. Just saying. So, I've been listening to a lot of old podcasts because it's all I've had on my... I haven't, is I haven't, it all you've had? spotty shitty wi-fi so i cleared a bunch of probably sciences and a whole bunch of eureka podcasts like about 20 episodes i thought you heard every eureka i have well i have now i went back and listened to all the early ones that i hadn't and now i'm just going through again how good were the early ones they're okay quality bits bit of spotty quality at times the but you hear some of you get to hear some of the earlier stories that uh jeremy had refer, referred to later should fucking retell them. Yeah, I got, uh, shit, what do I got on my phone right now? I have 97 episodes, and most of them are two or three shows of certain feeds. Like, I have three Brett Easton Ellis's, even though I love the show. Three car casts, I love the show. I got fucking nine classic love lines, but that's a whole other fucking story. I got two comedy bang bangs. I got two defocused, the Star Wars ones. I got, uh, six for crying out louds. Uh, I got three I Was There twos. I got fucking four Jesse vs. Cancers. I don't know why. I have three literary discos and like nine mega booms, two Coranos. I got rid of a bunch of Bill Burrs. I had like fucking five of them built up. I think I heard two of them with clarity. I probably missed some good comedy, but you can never tell with the fucking Thursday show sometimes suck. I got one and a yeah, half. Yeah, and he's running clips that are the clips Eight months that old. he runs are like, yeah. So like, go hey, back I'm, to the early stuff. Yeah, or play the clip where uh, your fucking wife admitted that she brings giant black dildos in the bedroom and you had to talk to her about it and she used to ask you about the large ones from now on. And it was really weird and uncomfortable and you're kind of a cuckold. Uh, I got uh, one app, probably Sciences. I got three, four, five, five Sclarbros, uh, two Smodcasts, uh, but one of them is a panel and one I've heard half of. I just repeat it. I got through uh, three 40-year-old boys and I don't know why they built up. And I got, So how is he fucking up his life? We'll get, we'll get uh, that how's, how's he destroyed being an Uber driver? That's still going fine. Uh, the car uh, already burnt out the brakes somehow. I don't. I, I guess it was a used car. I thought it was brand new, but somehow he already went through his brakes. How's that even possible? Uh, no, you said he bought his girlfriend's ex car. Something like that. I, I don't know exactly how it worked. It was some. It was some foggy story. I don't think it was her car. She bought it for him. So it was some weird thing where I, I don't. It, it's still it's still all very fuzzy, but uh, the brakes burnt out on it, and he did his mechanics impression of that this Australian mechanic who I love, who's really he has a perfect fucking impression of this guy. Everybody else makes fun of it, Mex makes fun of it. I love it. There's a really good Mex app. There's a good Lily app. Lily's been sick and not around. Uh, he talks about like how people are just sick of him talking about you know this is where I'm going to make my start. This is when I'm going to do it, and people are just, like sick of it. They don't hear it anymore. He's right, uh, but then he talks about year seven and how it's just kind of a turd, and he likes half of it. He doesn't like the other half, and he feels bad about it. It's basically all the things you would wanted to hear him say. And then I guess Lily is moving to the suburbs. So the oldest building in Hollywood is going out the window. Uh, it's nothing, nothing really to report. I got to help him. He, he wanted me to help him do some stuff. And I've been just so busy. But I really like to help him take his podcast to the next level. And I've been to. spending lots of time on treadmills and in tragic hotel basements. 
That was so fucking Listening depressing. to sad podcasts. That's so fucking depressing. I can smell that basement. Oh, God. Um, yeah, I have, I have to say But something. I am drinking a very nice steel and oak beer, a four-grain porter, the best of all beers, I think, a porter. Okay. Wow. Because my wife went to the... Porters are the ones that are like and... chocolate ones oftentimes? Uh, it's think Guinness. Yeah, they have to do like yep. a chocolate. Like if they're going to do a chocolate yep. beer, it's a porter. Oh, yeah, but this is just, it's just a very dark, hearty beer in the style of Guinness. All right. Well, um, I have to thank the uh, Dillinger Brothers, our favorite listeners. I was supposed to mention them last week. Of course, forgot because all the chaos. They bought me a birthday gift. I think they're the only listeners that did this year. Uh, yeah, they bought me that sweatshirt that my dog ruined. It doesn't have the zip-up version anymore, but they had a pullover version. So they got me one of the last ones. It was like 50 bucks. It was a really cool gift. It came next day. They're really nice guys. Uh, the, the reason I keep doing this show, I feel like, is for them. I think of Ty out on his lawn cursing at you while he's mowing it. And uh, great, great dudes. Okay. Uh, we have a new listener. So, oh, my God. Why? I don't know. Alex D. on Twitter. He's been writing at the PodGods account. He fucking loves the show. He was asking me for other podcasts earlier today as, another, as a fellow Corolla fan. I'm like, well, outside of Corolla Digital, you know, Dune Reads Goosebumps, 40-Year-Old Boy, After Disasters, One Thing, Rogan. Uh, I mentioned uh, Original King's Road podcast. Road Work, Back to Work, Eureka Podcast, Defocused. I, okay. Well, that's, you should get in on this. Give him a couple more. Expand him. Uh, but I go, you know, then also we do these podcast podcasts where we listen to everything you have to listen to. He's like, oh, my God, this is amazing. He's like, I love it. Where's the back episodes? And I was like, uh, about that. There'll be two new ones. Just focus on those. Uh, so I, we have to discuss, like, what we're going to do with our back archive, if, if we should just keep it buried because you're anonymous and I'm public. And our salty language of three years ago is now actionable language that will get you put in a fucking debtor's prison or some shit. Yeah, but you'd have to find out who I am. No, no, for, for you're fine. I'm saying for me. I'm saying, so what do we do? Is it, how unfair is it to back to, to take our backlog down when you have nothing to worry about? And when it I'm would make ca- me never listen to the show, I'll tell you that much. If we took the backlog down. Yeah. Well, see, I'm, uh, that, okay, well, then maybe we should restore them all, but it's such a weird thing where it's like our show is about podcasts of an era. So it's, it's about... I know, and I don't see why anyone would listen to old shows either, but if well, it's not there, I don't know. That's what I was thinking about for episode 200, even 180. Maybe for 180, we should have done a 180 where you're the uh, the nice person and I'm the asshole. But I guess we're both assholes, so it doesn't really work. Uh, but maybe for episode 200, we should just reset the count or should we switch to volumes or just be a show where we just don't even say that. We just say we have a topic. No, I think we just end with us shooting ourselves. I don't own a gun, so you're going to you have to fucking... You live in fucking Texas. It doesn't take very much to get a gun, Geo. I'll just go outside and tell some your brown... Gu- your, your dog probably has a gun. <laughs> he does. I'll just go outside and tell some brown guys it's a holiday, and then I'll run about 15 feet away from him and wait for it to happen. Yeah, so I didn't... Do you have any podcast news? Yeah, shit. Like, every, every time I always forget what it is. I feel like... This still... American Life has just turned 20, Ew. even though it's really a radio show. Yeah. Uh, Earbuds is the NPR podcast recommendation engine, because they're in a quagmire of trying to monetize shows without disenfranchising all their local affiliates, which is impossible. Hmm. So they're pissing off all those people. Weird. Who give them money that makes make make it so that the shows get produced? Yeah, that's a it's an interesting. It's like it's like the crowdfunding stuff where people get pissed off for that. It's it has a similar element to that where it's like, wait a minute, no, I paid your way. I'm the public. This is a this is an NPR show. I don't care about your stupid podcast. Well, but the listeners like it on podcasts. It's so weird. It's it's uh, fucking 
yeah, and I don't, I don't know what. I guess they have to eventually. They have to make a choice. It's like uh, probably science. They were taking donations on PayPal, so it's like, wait, you guys made like what three hundred grand, hundred grand? What would you make on donations? It's like they clearly state there: if you make over ten thousand dollars, they'll freeze your fucking account unless you're a nonprofit and you provide them proof. So they were fucking testing it and they got burned. Now PayPal, that's news. It has PayPal.me. So you can give out a PayPal.me address instead of having to have fucking buttons and a bunch of dumb shit and another landing page on your website. You can literally just have the PayPal.me. People go there to enter their own amount. They pay you one time. Fuck subscriptions. Fuck anything else. It's just the cool way people give money, and it's very simple. And you just look. Mine's PayPal.me slash SuperfanGiovanni. And you go to that, and you just give me money. Okay. Uh, They should do that. All podcasts should be doing that. They have a PayPal link. You should switch to PayPal.me right now. And in addition to having buttons, if you want to have subscription buttons or whatever you want to have there, I think that's fine. There, I feel like there was something else that happened in podcast this week. Oh, uh, Earwolf has been playing uh, com- uh, commercials for Pop Wolf and Wolf or Wolf Pop on all of their other podcasts. So you'll listen to Comedy Bang Bang at the end. You'll hear that W. Kumal show. Or the, I think I talked this last week. Denzel Washington is the best actor, period. And it's like them talking about Denzel Washington's movies in order, kind of. And they play this really obnoxious clip of them saying, like, what roles are there for black women in movies today? Uh, where are you going? And it's like, what are they even talking about? And they're like, are there aren't any black women in film. And it's like, what the fuck? No, are you so that was one of the things that helped chase me off Corolla Digital. All the horrible fucking ads they ran. It's really oh, bad. Shows I don't care about. And then like on some other ones, like, huh, Earwolf's been running these commercials for other shows to try to trick you to listen with select moments. But we're not going to do that to you. It's like, oh, God, oh, fuck. And then they have their stupid thing at the end where it just goes, pop, 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 pop. And it raised a different voice. And I got so mad earlier today. I was like, I just want to smash my fucking phone. I don't want to listen to this stupid fucking show. And then they, they uh, Comedy Bang Bang released a two-part episode, half Bob Odenkirk, half David Cross, because they can't be in the same room together, even though they have a fucking TV show on. What the fuck is that about? So what they do is they air the Bob Odenkirk portion first, and then David Cross is after. They tape David Cross first. Of course. So they're talking about the thing and the other thing backwards. He's like, we haven't taken the Bob Odenkirk one yet, but we're going to put that one before this. It's like, what? And I have announced the debut of our new podcast where we play Dungeons and Dragons over Skype (laughs) and record it and release it as a podcast. Like every other fucking network seems to have that show. Oh, yeah. It started with Smodcast, Crimson uh, Crimson Mystical Mages, uh, Volume 1, because they couldn't use D&D. They were going to do it on their own podcast first. Then Harmontown started doing it. And a bunch of our show and uh, nerd poker, yeah. I, uh, and uh, Max Fun has one, and the Incomparable has one. Okay, there's some more news. Oh, hit me. Uh, the ending of Wham Bam Pow. Oh, you mentioned that a week or two ago, didn't you? No, I, 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 they reduced to a month. They were once a month show, and now the show is officially over. Oh, what a shame. What's the professional lesbian comedian going to do? I don't know, because she didn't appear on the last episode of her own fucking show. It was just her two co-hosts who even commented on how busy she is. She's in the other room. Then why she, don't she's they really just tired. have a new show? Yeah, I don't, I don't understand that. Because they're not a draw, I guess. And, and I, wasn't, that, what, wasn't that her girlfriend? That is her, her fiancé, her, her wife. Yeah, but, it's, but the problem is, is I think Jesse Thorne was banking on her name, Cameron Esposito, whatever her name is, and she's probably getting acting roles stuff, and her, her career's expanding. Uh, so she doesn't have time for this. So maybe it's kind of like, oh, well, you said you were going to be hosting the show, but it's just your girlfriend and this other dude. Uh, there's no star power. You have no ratings. You can barely put it out. We're just going to end it. You're not meeting our sponsor requirements. We can't pay you to do it. Whatever. I'm sure there's some Jesse Thorne work in there. But it's just funny to me that she's in the other room napping, or she was even getting ready for something, but she had a couple hours, but she's going to be bothered to come on mic and say goodbye. Uh, and then they spoil Sicario, and then uh, Rhea says it's a bad movie. 
even though even though it's right up her alley. It's a movie where they had a male character who's manipulated and abused by two other male characters. They cast a female Emily Blunt in that role, and they get she has a good job. But the way it comes off is like these two men abusing this woman, as opposed to it would have been just this interesting study in dickhead uh, in law enforcement. And now it has this whole other overtones of like, hey, women are dumb, and her character is kind of like helpless. So it's like this weird thing of like trying to be a social justice warrior and inadvertently you kind of send out a sexist message. I bet it can't be any worse than James Bond. I didn't see it. You shouldn't see it. It's horrible. I've heard nothing but bad reviews except for uh, Matt uh, Myra from James Bonding who got to attend the premiere with uh, uh, or some special screening with his co-host. But he enjoyed it, of course. It is beautiful looking. It is a horrible movie. Well, Sam Mendes, uh, you know, he's not really the guy who does the director of photography on American Beauty. It was that classic guy who died. He was like 80-something. So I, I don't really, but Sam Mendes tends to make beautiful films. But it's beautiful looking. They should have spent money on a plot. Yeah, well, I think a Martin Campbell movie would have been better. Martin Campbell did Goldeneye, which probably is my favorite of the Brosnan era, probably my favorite Bond movie of all time. And then Casino Royale, which is considered the masterpiece of this era, was also him. So it's like, wait, this guy came back for two generations, fucking kicked off your fucking franchise, and then you just toss him aside because he made Green Lantern, which had a really awesome Sinestro. Sorry. And here's where I'll piss off everyone who's a James Bond fan by saying I think my favorite James Bond movie is On Her Majesty's Secret Service. That's uh, fucking Lazenby? Lazenby. Yeah, uh, fucking, uh, yeah, the uh, doctor, what's he's, his face? He's of, kind of the real gritty uh, James Bond like we have now, mm-hmm. but it's, I don't know, what, a million years ago. It was like, what, it 71, just, 68? When was Lazenby? It just also has the really bad puffy shirt. Imagine he's probably be 69, I bet. Watch, I was fucking one year off. Yeah, the per- puppy shirt. I remember seeing it on the TBS marathons. When I was a teenager, I saw Moonraker. It's both the best and worst James Bond movie at the same time. All right. Honor Majesty's Secret Service is 69. Oh, my fucking God. What the fuck is with me? I said, seven, I said 71 or 68, then I knew it was 69 somehow. So, anything else you want to mention? Uh, well, I'm, I'm going to probably relaunch the Geo podcast. I'm not going to call it 2.0, but I'm probably going to streamline the format, uh, polish it up, make it a super overproduced show, shorter, probably 30 to 45 minutes. And it's just going to be, uh, it's going to be more focused on the weekend Corolla kind of, but not just, there. not just like, not like an after pod type show, more of like an all encompassing, like, okay, here's what was put out this week. There's five Adam Corolla show episodes. These ones are what they are. Here's the guests. There was this many Adam and Drew shows. Uh, you know, reasonable doubt. Adam did these interviews, and here's the sidebars from all the links in the show notes. And then on the show, I'm just going to talk to a wall and talk about the weekend Corolla and be like, oh, don't miss this. This is fucking killer. Or Adam was on this local radio interview. You, you know, don't bother. There are a couple shows people should be flying to England to watch. In other words, downloading them off of Torrent. Uh, you, Me, and the Apocalypse, which is, I think, almost six episodes in and just at the end of its run. Uh, got a little bit, oddly enough, uh, oh, God, a Brat Pat guy that's in the Grinder show. Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe is, plays, a, plays a priest in it. Uh, Jenna from the, old, from the U.S. office, Jenna Fisher. Mm-hmm. Uh, Megan Mullally is a little bit, and then a bunch of British people. Uh, It's a British show. It's very good and very intricate, a very intricate plot. Okay. Uh, In Deep with David Reese has started its second season on, I want to say Esquire. I don't know because I downloaded illegally. 
Um, it's very good in a surreal. Uh, it's a what was he doing in the last one? Was it like how to how to nap or something? I don't know. He does stupid things. He's the artisanal pencil sharpener. All right. And then um, debuting, I think, just earlier today, uh, Toast of London Season 3, which is where the question, can you hear me, Clem Fandango, comes from, which is one of the funnier uh, English sitcoms out there. It drove me nuts with that one time. I'm going to pull my hair out. kept saying it over and over again. Can you hear me, Clem Fandango? Yes, Clem Clem Fandango. I can hear you. I'm going to stab you, dude. That's what they did on this most recent fucking Roderick on the line. They kept doing some in-joke from something they know that I probably know too, but I don't remember the fucking minutia of some stupid exchange. They're exchanging. They do back and forth. They kept doing it. They kept doing it. But they don't explain what it is. And I was like, fuck, shut off, Roderick. I'm not listening to this right now. I'm listening to it later. I was like, fuck you guys, you cunts. Well, just send a package of shit to his office. Yeah. (laughs) I'd be like, I'm the guy that stole all your shit. Uh, here, here, you can have it back. Uh, yeah, uh, there's something else I was going to tell you. I can't remember what it is now. Oh, you're watching I Flash. Have, Did you stop The Flash? I have stopped watching The Flash. I have stopped watching Supergirl. Fuck you, bro. Fuck you, dude. Yeah, The Walking Dead to me. The Flash got good. I can't believe that. The last episode with, uh, they finally revealed Harrison Wells' motivation. His daughter was kidnapped. And then, uh, oh, you didn't see it. Oh, you fucking idiot. Oh, you idiot. They uh, uh, this week's probably gonna suck because what happened last week. I, I don't want to spoil it. Uh, Zoom. Well, I know the grill is coming back. No, it's not the grill. Zoom shows up, but something happens that it's like uh, I can't spoil it for you, man. Just go back for it. Actually, so some- which one is the? Z- I know I've listened to a recap of the show. Which who is the Zoom gonna be? Is it gonna be Thawne who fell into the uh, Speed Force like, wormhole? Yeah. Thawne, no, is it gonna be Thawne the cop or is it gonna be uh, Black Daddy? It's not gonna. I don't, it's not gonna be Black Dad. There's no way it's gonna be him. It's gonna be oh, from the other universe. No, they just used a black voice. They they made clear about that. They just used Tony Todd on purpose because they wanted the Candyman voice. And they want to be ambiguous of who it was or what it is underneath. It could no, be. No, but is it is it gonna be uh, the guy from Rent who plays his Black Dad? It, it could be another universe that, that that makes sense. That's interesting. But I think what it's going to be is there's a there's a Grim Reaper of the Speed Force. So it could actually be Barry himself from 30 years from now when he dies in the or 20 years from now or 15 where it is the Infinite and Crisis grows eight feet. Well, that's what happens is he he becomes the embodiment of death inside the Speed Force. He's not himself anymore. So it's not him. It's like it's Barry's dark fucking visage from fucking being stuck in infinite crisis and then what happens is he turns out to be his own lightning bolt that struck him and gave him his powers so it's this weird fucking full circle thing where barry comes barry caused himself it's a fucking time thing but and that's why i hate dc probably i do too I, I don't like dc at all i hate it so much but what zoom does in this episode so you know what happens spoiler alert for everybody listening you know what happens yeah, he's par- he's he's paralyzed. He breaks for a his week. fucking spine. I know, probably for a week. But he breaks his spine. Like it's this crazy thing where he goes, he, uh, zoom. They try to do this stupid thing where they have the chick in his world fake that she's the chick from the other world, and it's really funny. And she's like, "I got you, Flash." And she's like using powers on him, but she's not good. And Zoom's watching the whole thing, but he doesn't ever show up. Then he kidnaps the real chick, takes her to the top of a building. Barry's chasing him. Barry tries to do his fucking lightning dance thing where he throws it at him. The guy catches it, throws it back at him, and then paralyzes him. And then also chicks that shit in him to make him so he can't run fast anymore and then he gets uh fucking harrison wells gets one shot off on him at the end it, it's great dude the real harrison wells is cool too cause he's he's finally embracing that thing of like no 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 no, the guy who killed your mom barry isn't me or me from this universe it was a guy who came here and murdered me and murdered my fiance and then took my face i'm madder about it than you like he has that tone now as opposed to i'm sorry barry i wasn't the guy who did it it's more like no no i was killed first you dick fuck 
It's, it, I don't it's way better. The show's way better, dude. If, if they can maintain it. If this is a fucking the Zach Morris in the hospital episode where it's in a bottle and Barry has to heal and nothing really happens and it's all character motivation and Iris' brother, then the show's jumped the shark. But if this is an episode where they fucking just keep rolling like they did last season, I have a feeling it could be really good. Please don't go away. Oh, okay. Don't leave. I already have. It's you dead to me. You don't have to do things like that. Yes, I do. I'm a black and white person. Yeah, judging by your Twitter photo. Yes, I'm also a Mark's brother. There's a black and white photo. Uh, I feel like there's so, something else going on in movies and TV you're missing. Did you see the new Fantastic Four? Did we talk about this when it came out? Uh, the really horrible modern recent yeah. one? Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, I saw it in theater. That's right, we talked about that. I saw the cam. I finally saw it off a, not a cam copy. It's not good. No. It's really bad. Did we talk about what's supposed to happen? It shot wildly out of order because you could see massive amounts of continuity. We talked about it, yeah. We did the reshoots and her wigs and all that shit. Did we talk about this part, though, that uh, the original script was way better? They they leaked some of the details, and essentially what he wanted to have happen is when they go to that planet, instead of being like uh, that weird, like, you know, volcanoes and space colors, it was going to be like uh, that planet on uh, Serenity. When they go there and the pox happened, so it's just empty buildings and nobody's around and what the fuck's happened? There's like, there's some damage outside, but we don't know what's going on. And in the background, you would see giant fucking Galactus. He's eating the planet. So they show up on the fucking planet as it's being eaten. They get their cosmic powers right there. Galactus goes, oh, I'm going to follow you back. I'm going to eat your planet, dicks. And that's what the movie would have been. And they also had the fantastic car. And they shot a bunch of that shit, too. And that's all on the cutting room floor. There's probably a lost 40, 50 minutes. Yeah, and he's completely destroyed his career and will never be hired again. Uh, Richard Donner got fired from Superman 2. Everybody's there's a bunch yes, of yes. He was then he bad mouthed his film and was fi- and had been fired from Star Wars. Yeah, it's, 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 it's gonna be a tough road hoe for a tranky. I don't know if he's ever gonna have a job. Uh, he did three parts on, on Kevin Smith's show where Fat Man Batman where he's talking about he was gonna talk about Fantastic Four, but he never got to it. The fourth episode was the, the fucking movie, and they did three episodes leading up to it, and the movie bombed so hard it just never happened. Yeah. So, uh, any contenders you want to mention? Uh, Nerdist, Justin Thoreau was on. Uh, the guy from The Leftovers, writer, one of the writers of Tropic Thunder. Mr. Jennifer Aniston. Exactly. They talked about his uh, wife a few times. They referenced her and say her name. And then Matt Meyer's like, she was on a sitcom for 10 years. Yeah, she has real comedy chops. And then he was unaware that she was, or no, he was really aware of her career and knew that she was on that weird uh, improv, or that sketch show that was on like Fox that she, that she did early on. And I was like, oh, that's cool. He knows about his wife's career before he's with her. And then he talked about uh, Lost and how even though he works for Damon Lindelof, he didn't watch the show. He's like, yeah, I got about five episodes in. And I was like, this is a really intense show. How many are there? And I was like, there's 130. Fuck that. And I was like, wait, you didn't even check. Is there seven seasons? for Like, how, who lives that way? And he's like, and then I was trying to bounce around, but I couldn't understand the show. I got lost. And I was like, oh, if you got a job on a TV series. And like, Yeah, but he's he's an actor, so that. Probably, and he's an American actor. That means he's pretty stupid. Uh, he loves Frasier. So him and Matt bonded over that. It was overall a pretty, a pretty decent interview. I really like the guy, but I, I, like from Six Feet Under and stuff. But now I feel like, oh, he kind of, he kind of is that. He's not, he's not more than that. I thought, he, I thought maybe he'd, be, he'd surprise me in a way where he'd be like, oh, you're more than that. But he's just now you're that. And I just need to say, I like beer. All right, getting drunk. Uh, Joe Rogan, seven twenty two, which is him and Tony Hinchcliffe. Uh, they are in their hotel room in Australia where they arrived for UFC 193. Tony was his opening act, who's this uh, comedian who works on roasts and stuff, but he got to fly in pods with Joe Rogan, who paid for it. 
So we got to fly like a $20,000 plane seat. <laughs> and they flew over there, and they were talking about the fight and what's going to happen. It was a pretty good interview. And then there was these crazy uh, church bells going off behind them. And they were talking about the stuff in Paris. And it was, it was really interesting, about two hours. And then uh, Joe Rogan, 723, it's the flight home. They're in the pods with Dana White. It's Joe, uh, Tony, and Dana talking about what happened with Ronda Rousey, talking about everything, uh, Geno Keen stuff, the stuff that uh, Dana did to cure his uh, Meniere's disease, how he was in Germany and the guy is regenerating collagen in about a year. They're going to have these injectables for humans that have de-aged mice. They have these mice that are like 10 years old that de to their adult bodies right when they were like six months old. Uh, isn't Meniere's just the shit crystals that form in your ear canal so you get dizzy? Yeah, that's, that's what Dana had. He had like multiple surgeries. He went half deaf. He tried stem cell. He tried like every possible thing in the world to fix his ear because he was he was beaten, almost beaten to death in Boston as a young man and uh, left him with a horrible hearing damage and he would be on the floor vomiting, puking. Uh, pot didn't help him. He didn't like that kind of stuff. He doesn't do it. So he wouldn't, he wouldn't you know, not, nothing worked for him. And then I think he went and had the regenokine therapy and uh, then they spin your blood platelets out and they re-inject you with your own blood and that cured him 100%. And his hearing actually came back that he lost from the surgeries. Okay. Yeah. Uh, everything everything goes to plan until you get kicked in the head. Yeah. We talked about that. He had, a, he had an English Mastiff, uh, I guess, uh, was about two years old, about the same age as my dog. And his daughter had an ice cream cone as the friendliest dog in the world. But she said no. He jumped up and bit her ear off her skull. And, of course, that dog's now dead. Joe said he would kill the dog himself. Weird. Yeah, this is Joe that's too much of a wimp to live in mountain country because he didn't want to have a gun near him. No, it's because his wife didn't like driving in the snow. That was the real reason they left. His dog got eaten by a mountain lion. He said he would have stayed, but Mrs. Rogan, who she calls her because she can't have a public persona or anything in the world because somebody will see her and make fun of her. He doesn't want that to happen. I don't know why. I think it's Robert Schimmel's daughter, too. I'm not sure. That's what everybody says, which is really weird. Ed, did you know that on Halloween night, about a block from my house... Two blocks from my house. They shot a cougar. Wow. A very large cougar. How old was she? Uh, it was a good size. I, I, was, uh, I was joking about like a, a MILF. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, no. She was wearing a miniskirt. She was, she was walking down Blannerby. That probably sounds like a Driven out of a ravine, probably by fireworks, and uh, was running into kids trick-or-treating till they shot it. That's fucked up. Did they attack any kids or just run to them and be like, ah. No, we're, people, trick-or-treaters, saw that there was a cougar running around. We caught but a cougar. Not, it had 17 bags of candy. It's not fun when you see a, what, 300-pound large cat running around. You kind of realize, oh, holy shit, they're going to eat me. Yeah, they've been posting some of those on the internet recently. People have seen them in neighborhoods and stuff. So these like big bobcat-type cats. They're always terrifying. No, bobcats are tiny. Oh. Bobcats are like small dogs. Okay, so these are this is giant. A uh, cougar, it, a cougar is a mountain lion and is a panther and is. It's, it's like it's uh, like a faggy panther. No, they're all the same thing. Those are all the same animals. Really? Because the black panthers in that fucking uh, what's that movie? Yeah, that, pan- that crazy fucking movie, Apocalypto. When the black panther in that movie, it's like. Wait, that's scarier than a lion or a tiger. Wait. Well, the thing is, there's no such thing as a black panther. A black panther is a black leopard. Oh, okay. So the leopard's scarier than a panther. Uh, I th- No, leopards are black. Well, But then there's the Did you North see Apocalypto? America- Apocalypto? No. There's a giant no, black panther. They're, no- they're the North American ones, which are all the same. So in the East Coast, they're called panthers. It bit a dude uh, by the skull. It it bit him by the skull, not the neck, not well, the yeah, face. Yeah, a mountain lion could probably do that. They're all they're all comparable. Fucking 
horrible fucking monster. And then the, the, the white man's the apocalypse. Yeah, right. Fucking cats are terrible. Okay, uh, so, what else do I got here? Contend- I got some other also rants. I got uh, Comedy Bang Bang 386, despite airing it out of order. If you actually jump ahead, listen to bu- fucking David Cross, and then go back and listen to Bob Odenkirk. It's a really good episode, except for the few so times. So if they hate each other, why are they doing films? They don't hate each other at all. They just uh, Scott couldn't schedule it, apparently, even though they all got together the night before and watched the show, and then David left to go to the bar and go drink instead of watching. Everybody's too cool and for fuck Amber Tamblin. Now, her and Bob are now in a movie together, so they're, of course they get along. It's just, it's just fucking stupid that they, they're just dumb. And then, they, of course, they aired it, Bob and David. So let's air Bob first. Record Bob first, then, you fucking prick. I hate, I hate Scott Ackerman so much. And then Scott Ackerman on the show, he's like, they have this hypothetical, would you do this for a million dollars? And then Scott's like, well, some of us actually earn more than a million per year. Okay. Yeah, thanks for telling me that you make millions of dollars on the back of people that listen to your show and support you, uh, you douchebag. Okay, and then also runners is more stories, uh, 313, Kelly Carlin. I wasn't enjoying this interview oh, so much. She needs to go the go the fuck away. She was being very super blowhardy and like this wasn't a autobi- this wasn't a biography about my dad. Just because he's on the cover, this is about me and my journey and my healing. And so it's like me, my, I, I, me, my. She kept doing that. And it's like, all right, but the reason you have your dad on the cover is because you want to sell books. So it's this weird thing of like, and then she's like, yeah, I feel I have to mourn my parents after this book comes out. And some guy had the nerve to come up to me and say, you know, I love the book, but. It kind of ruined your father for me. I think he's a bad guy. And then she's like, how fucking dare you say that to me? Just because you're a real person? It's like, well, you're talking about him choking his wife. Okay. Uh, there's a bunch of weird shit in there. And well, having, Maybe the bitch deserved it. Yeah, no, she was, she was, she was a fall-down drunk, and she was having rages. And he was, like, choking her, like, you're upsetting your daughter. Or, like, that kind of stuff. Like, trying to hold her together. And then he had an acid freak out once where he thought he was going to die. And they had to, like, hold him down on the ground. And then one time he made her search all the books in the house with the wife to find his cocaine stash. Because him and his wife would buy cocaine, split it up. And then they'd hide it from each other, and then they'd lose it. And then it turned out the cocaine was actually in the bookcase. It wasn't one of the books. He was right. I don't know. It's, just, it's all these weird stories. It was, it was fine. But at the end, she mentions uh, Jay's talking about some specials, and she goes, well, you know, that special in 2001 after 9-11, that's not what it was called. It wasn't complaints and grievances. That's not what it was. And then she goes, she goes it's called, uh, I kind of like it when a whole lot of people die. And I had chills go down my spine because in 2001 or two, whenever he guessed on Tom Likas when he was promoting that special, I called in whenever I was like what, 18. I don't I have no idea. That was the time. I was like, I want to ask him because I heard that rumor that it was called, I kind of like it when a whole lot of people die. Or he mentioned it somewhere like two years prior. And I was like, how is he going to re- – I was like, oh, HBO changed the title of it. And I want to know, did they make him do that? And she admitted, yeah, they made him do it. And they cut out 19 minutes of content or 18 minutes of content, which is him basically talking about how much he likes it when a lot of people die. That was recorded uh, the day before or two days before September 11th, which is the last known uh, performance of that material at the MGM. So they've now restored it and a bunch of other lost bits that never aired. And they're going to put out an album, of course, to profit off for Dead Dad. Uh, but it's going to be amazing. And that, I've always wanted to hear that content since 2001. One and I heard it existed. I never thought I'd hear it. It's now 14 years later. I'm, she's going to put out basically what they do with Mitch Hedberg, where they put out, like, here's some stuff you never heard. Uh, it's like Tupac, secret recordings from yeah, Cuba. Or yeah, or some, some, stuff we fin- some stuff we finished. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. So I'm really excited for that. That's why I like the episode a lot more than uh, the beginning of it. And then more stories. 311 was uh, Jay and Nikki, his wife. Once again, talking about how she hasn't had plastic surgery, but it became a, a really nice episode. I, I just feel she bad. She might not have had plastic yeah. surgery, but she was horribly dis- disfigured by losing all the weight from breastfeeding. Yeah, that's what she says. And then she says also that like when she, she lost baby fat Because of her, her previous plastic surgery. <laughs> 
Uh, she 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 denies it, but it was a really sweet episode in the sense that I just I just feel bad for her as a person. And then Jay's doing that weird thing where he's like, "No, you're the most beautiful, perfect, you're my wife." Like all stuff. It's like maybe that's not what she needs. I don't know. It, it's just weird. I I felt bad for them as people, and I love those people in the episode. It was nice. Uh, reasonable doubt seventeen. Just an all a really great reasonable doubt episode. The show's on fire. That's it. What do you got? Okay, I have Hello Internet number fifty one. Appropriately thinking about thinking it. And Roadwork number 12, Intellectual Languages. I can't really remember either, but I remember liking them when I listened to them. Okay. So, uh, you're number five, then. How Did This Get Made? Episode 123, Life Force, the movie, with uh, Lennon Parham filling in for June Diane Raphael. She does a great job. Uh, she gets the flow really well. She's hilarious with Jason. They're, like, brilliant comedic partners. Uh, it, it was a really great episode. Not No live audience. Okay, well, that would be good if I cared enough to listen. They made you run away. For all of our new listeners, if there's a show Laxative doesn't listen to, it's probably because they burnt him out and he left them, and it's a tragedy, and we've already mourned it and moved on. Yes, because once you're dead to me, you're dead to me. Unless I fucking haunt your ass, bitch. Uh, my number five, Eureka Podcast 139, Box Office Showdown. Um, at the end, they start going into a rather ill-planned box office competition where it doesn't count because Jeremy wins and he takes Star Wars first. Hmm. So he's just going to automatically win. And I don't know, maybe there will be a movie draft next, I don't know, next year that I'm involved in. I don't know. Okay. So you're number five. There's the dog being a dick, of course. I hate him so much. He's been doing this to me. He's killing me. Uh, My number four is OG Kings uh, 2-4. Now, this is the one where Mark talks about being a grown-up. Yeah, I saw it was there, but the last one made me so sad, I don't know that I can listen, because it will make me feel sad. Yeah, it's weird. You know, I think the problem with this one is they they junked all those recordings, and then they replaced them. These first four episodes, especially the first three, even though they had the one at the river, they feel like, uh, even this fake, they feel like they're all recording like low budget. Like they're in one afternoon and they're having the beers. And the first season, those episodes, they were two different recording sessions, but I can't tell which was recorded one. They mixed them up. But what else they did is they made them so different, it felt like there was a new episode taped weeks apart from each other, each one. It didn't feel sequential. These episodes feel like they're in the same room having a recording session. And while that worked for low budget, I think part of the charm of OG Kings was just like, what the fuck is this? Like the Mark Maron stuff, the crazy, which we haven't had it happen yet this season. So it's probably coming, but I, I just don't. Maybe they tried to embrace more low budget elements by doing the whole uh, tape all at once thing, but I, I don't know. And, and, uh, Kelly, uh, who used to be Leave You in Love on Twitter, I think she's Satchels of Gold. She just wrote, Can I has pod gods, please? Yes, you can has two pod gods as soon as I'm done. Okay, my number four, Dune Reads Goosebumps, The Haunted Schools, Part 1 and 2. I think that was... Good reading, horrible fucking book. Very. I think that was mine last week. Probably, but again, since Dune, is, his intention is to fuck me, I will not listen until Part 2 is released. Yeah, it was my number four last week. The book was terrible. Dune was funny. Uh, it was, it was uh, yeah, agreed. So, you're number three. Uh, my number three, let me pop it back up here. It is The, the Four-Year-Old Boy, episode 25, 6, and 7, year 8. Got all caught up. One at Max's house, one when he came back, and then another when he's, uh, I guess, home. 
Okay. Uh, my number three is Defocus 71. That's the Mulrats line uh, where they talk about Empire Strikes Back because either Dan and or Dan or Joe, I don't know who is who, has never seen Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, this is the one where they go, we have differing opinions on things or whatever, right? In the description. Pretty much, yeah. And he does not agree that Empire is a very good movie. Wow, that's a heated words. Yes, uh, and really, and yeah, and where with me, it's Empire. That, it's not Empire. It's Return of the Jedi. That you, it's, I liked it when I was a kid. Didn't like it when I realized that movie's pretty fucked up. I never saw it till the re-release when I saw all three movies because I, I think I saw bits of Star Wars on Laserdisc and I was like, "What is this shit from the '70s? Ew, looks gross." I'm not watching this. Put on fucking Army of Darkness. Uh, Jim, Mike's dad. Uh, so I'd never watched it, but then the releases, all my friends wanted to go see them. So we saw them all in theaters as they came out. Return of the Jedi, uh, was the one I slept the hardest in, but mostly because it was a midnight screening. And I also don't like the Ewoks, but going back and thinking about it, uh, Ewoks aren't so horrible. It's like they are friendly. Yes, they, they are. They're, maybe they're not. They're this cute little race of nice things that were supposed to be Chewbacca's. I, I know all the history of it. I know all the stupid stuff, and, the, and George Lucas sucks. I understand it all. And there's the stupid thing like, well, if Han hadn't been caught by the Ewoks and captured, then they would have lost the battle on the planet. So the whole reason they won is because of an accident, so the, the movie's a joke. I've heard all those arguments. All I'm saying is, if you think about it, it's this weird kind of allegory for this peaceful race of kind creatures uh, that have to then become these warriors and stand up to keep their own space. And then genocide brains down upon them as the second Death Star uh, destroys their environment. Yeah, okay, that's that's a point that, that makes that's a lot of sense. But also, it's, it's it's a weird, almost like Mujahideen thing with like Afghanis and Russians. Like there's some weird shit there that hadn't played out in the real world that happened in the movie first. Okay, so you're number two. Uh, Brett Easton Ellis, uh, November 16th with Eli Roth, an amazing episode. Uh, I really love Eli Roth. I like what we had to say about film critics here and how they're kind of a dying art form. And anyone who has a blog now can just say what they want. And it's so funny to see how people portrayed his movie like, oh, Eli Roth trying to sell his three-year-old movie as the, as the anti-social justice warrior movie. Yeah, right. That's a marketing campaign. But that movie, The Green Inferno... It, the whole ending of the movie, it's a social justice warrior movie. All this terrible stuff happens, and then something happens. It's, just, it's a social justice warrior movie. It's just, trust me, it is. And then he talked about how nobody on the crew or the cast was concerned about how they were portrayed as Amazonians. They love fucking making it, and they had a great time. It's all these white people who cared. And he had a lot of good points about uh, the weird inherent racism of all this stuff and why he likes making movies. He doesn't care if critics like it. He's like, Quentin Tarantino likes it. You liked it. I'm good with that. And then they talk about the Last House on the Left remake, which Brett loved, which is weird. And then uh, Dr. Drew Podcast 201 with Joel McHale, which was amazing. Did he ever, I assume he sold his house and bought a new one with a pool? They didn't talk about that at all. They kind of talked about the Paris stuff. And then they talked about uh, Joel's kids and the first time he did Loveline. And then he was trying to convince Joel that Adam Kroll is on Loveline. He's like, are you sure about that, Drew? And Drew's like, yes, I'm positive. And then I had to write to Drew and say, no, no, he, he wasn't true. Okay. Uh, my number two is the incomparable 272 laid a lot of foundations where they talk about the Foundation Trilogy uh, by Isaac Asimov. Okay. Uh, really liked it, really liked those books, and didn't realize how kind of shitty they probably were, because I read them when I was a 12-year-old. I skipped this episode, but I was like, excited, I hadn't read those books, I'm like, uh, am I gonna, if I listen to this, is it gonna ruin Asimov for me in my mind, or is it gonna make me want to go read these books? Either way, I don't know if I want to experience this. Yeah, I still really liked it, but I liked those books. Uh, my mind clicked with Isaac Asimov. Maybe I was... 
Touched? Yeah, I don't know. Touched? Touched? No, Touched. he's... I think we spoke a common language of not understanding girls. Oh, like, like me and John Roderick in Six Times Seven. And of course, both, of course, you know, having AIDS. To explain it for new listeners, uh, John Roderick, Roderick on the Line, was a child, was obsessed with the times. He used six times seven equals 42 as the base for all of his other times tables. He was able to figure out every, all of his other math around it. And I also did the exact same fra- uh, uh, multiplication. It's really strange. Did you remember that Isaac Asimov died of AIDS? No. Yes, he got it from, I think, eye or heart surgery. How old was he? He was old. Okay, so he's like 86, and this is like 1981 or 79? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I think think I've heard something like this. Unlike Charlie Sheen, he got his from a blood transfusion. Well, you don't know that. Charlie Sheen could have got it from, you think prostitutes, but it's like, well, it could have been other things. It's weird because a girl I went to school with uh, had a post on Facebook today. Oh, my God, did you hear about Charlie? Well, if it is true, you know what happens. you got to wrap it up, people. It's like, wait a minute. Four years ago, you're at a Charlie Sheen house party. Oh, so you're trying to tell the world that you don't have AIDS, but it's the same girl. This is really fucked up, dude. I'm not bullshitting. When we were 17... Everybody said that she started working at a strip club where she did. She was underage. She was working there and that she had HIV. Just saying. I know a girl who has HIV, who's a stripper, who was at a Charlie Sheen party in 2010 and 2011 and 2012. Okay. You're number one. I have my, the girl went to my school and gave Charlie Sheen AIDS. Bragging rights. Uh, my number one is uh, ACS 1703, Dr. Drew, Derek Waters, Skip, and Allison Bedell. Uh, they... Kind of go over the uncertain God, fate. I think they need to cram a couple more people in there. Why not the troll? Yeah, how uh, dare you? He's a nice man. And uh, the racist uh, pretending to be Asian comedian. Uh, he's a nice man as well. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a really good episode. Uh, Drew and Derek Joe Waters. Coy. Couldn't remember his name. Uh, Drew and Derek Waters talk. How dare you? Drew and Derek Waters talk about the episode Drunk History where uh, Dr. Drew mouths word cunt. Uh, oh, it's a Duncan Trussell episode, which is really good. And then Adam jokes about having Drew play roles in every movie, just have Duncan Trussell dub in his voice, and he'd be a better actor. Uh, and Skip and Allison talk Did about... Did they play the uh, Crank Yankers bit? No, they didn't. That's the whole point. It's on Afterpod, uh, Afterpod today, which is the podcast after show. Neil's out of town or doing a job thing or something, and it's just Paul by himself talking to a wall. And he's doing fine with it, but there's a point where he's talking about this episode, this very episode, and he goes, Allison claims she used to be a lesbian and she was married, but then she left her for a man. I don't think that makes you a lesbian. Some lesbians like, ooh, dude, you can't say that. You can't say that. People have very increased sexuality. She, she was bisexual or she was lesbian, whatever she was. That's what she was. You don't get to say she wasn't a lesbian because she left her for a man. She was with women for years. Uh, she lived with a woman. I don't know. It just to me it was a weird thing. And then on the same episode, he goes, I've never seen Drunk History before, but I assume it's this. And he's like, well, uh, good luck to Derek Waters and his show. It's like, what? Well, just remember, you got to get that bitch spunk drunk. Yeah, I know. And then on the episode, he goes, I don't like hearing Dr. Drew swear or say bad words. I don't know. He used to be so uptight in the Love Line days. And it's like, well, wait a minute. In 2002, when he did the Crank Anchors call, he dropped it. That semen flowing 24-7. The, the, uh, the bigger one is when he dropped the N-bomb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You feel me, nigga? Uh, like, it's, what? Dr. Drew dropped an emblem for comedy? So it's this thing of, like, Paul's, like, talking about Adam and Drew. But it's like, oh, you're not that familiar with them. 
Uh, but I listened to the After Paul without Neil, and it was it was good. He was able to do it. But the intro had a Michael Bolton song where it's like, I'm kind of getting sick of, I'm guilty of myself, but using licensed, non-licensed music for podcasts. I don't really want to hear the hits or your favorite song. If you have a theme song, use it. Great. If you have a closing theme, use it. Great. If you have a regular theme, use it. I just I feel like it's been fucked out to use other people's music. Even if you have the rights now, it feels like people have fucked out so much without the rights. I don't want to hear it. Okay, my number one, Roderick on the Line 179, A Good Box. Oh, yeah, I've, I haven't heard this one yet because of the opening intro that, that bumped me. was a bit of an odd episode, um, but I liked it. What Caught was the, at the, the right time. The last episode was a repeat, right? Nope. What had in the bottom? It, oh, was he just arresting? He was just tr- addressing the old episode? I guess. I don't remember. Let me look it up for you. I, I fucking deleted it because I'm like, I'm not listening to this shit. It said originally it was this episode. I'm like, are you trying to fucking trick me? Just don't release one. I'll wait. I'll go back and listen. I probably heard it. Yeah, it's uh, episode, let's see here. Episode 177, sorry. When the Fleece Became Flannel. Previously, Ep 109, Supervan. No, I think that's when they refer about him buying his uh, motorhome. I must go back and listen to that then. He has some apologies relating to episode 109 Supervan, but it says previously F109 Supervan. So I thought this was previously that episode that's re-airing it. No. Okay, well, I'm re-downloading that one. And it was one of my top five picks. It was like my first or second pick about the epoch change when when Flannel became Fleece. That's right. And I talked about Action Movie Doctor, which I liked. Yes, so... But you didn't really mention the thing about uh, Corolla, which I keep trying to mention. The Bedells talked about the uncertain future of uh, Catch Contractor. And at the end, Adam goes, you know what, even if the show's canceled, uh, stay in touch. I love you guys. Uh, Glad to have you on the network. And everybody's now saying Catch is canceled. And then she's on Twitter saying, no, you heard it wrong. It's not canceled. That's not true. But Adam says it. But it's this weird thing where he says at the end, I think maybe he says it could be, or he's like predicting or just assuming. But uh, yeah, so who knows what's going on. Okay, anything else you've thought of? Uh, I feel like there's something else going on in podcasts. The uh, Adam Reup of Podcast One, the stupid beeps are still there on his shows and all the other Podcast One shows. Uh, no word on me ever getting paid for anything. Oh, yeah, there is a closing message. Yeah, there's a great one. I had to delete my Reddit account for the third or fourth time, so nobody can ever be super fan Giovanni or super fan Geos or gone forever. I can never be him either. Because this stupid cunt, uh, I was a man, he, uh, he decided he was going to take all of Loveline and upload it as a torrent and uh, take all the credit in the world for it and completely fuck everything up and make the certain of class- the future of classic Loveline uncertain. Okay, you can reach us at PodGods, podgodsgml.com, and on Facebook. That's PodGods with a Z. You can also help fund the show or Geo in general at patreon.com slash Giovanni. And don't forget to hit up those Amazon affiliate links. I- it's time to put the Crown Royal sack back on the microphone. Bye-bye. The show about podcasts Coming up in your mom's ass It's a show about podcasts